it's morning again in America. Today, more men and women will go to work than ever before in our country's history. With interest rates at about half the record highs of 1980, nearly 2,000 families today will buy new homes, more than at any time in the past four years. This afternoon, 6,500 young men and women will be married. And with inflation at less than half of what it was just four years ago, they can look forward with confidence to the future. It's morning again in America. And... You know, it's interesting watching that now. Uh, many, many years after the fact. This was back in 1984. And this is a commercial for Ronald Reagan for his re-election bid. And it worked, right? Obviously it worked. That This and other... Uh, and other ads for President Reagan did their trick because eventually he became, uh, you know, our president. He was re-elected president. And I like that commercial. It makes me hopeful. It made me hopeful back then. I would have voted for Reagan had that just been the only ad. And as a kid back in 1984, I was seven years old. So um, I was for all things USA, the Cowboys. Fuck off if you, you you have a different team. Back in the day, that's all I knew, the Dallas Cowboys. And so they were they were America's team, and I, and I rooted for America. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the people driving into the farmhouse with their little Studebaker car. And in, 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 in this commercial, if you ever see it, there's this gorgeous couple uh, with a very hopeful young woman looking up at the priest and being thankful that uh, that this was their wedding day and celebrating the joy of that. And a little old lady with this cherub-like smile um, and pondering at the love that she is witnessing of this couple who will be get the next generation of wonderful Americans. Yes, it's idyllic. And, of course, it tells you, you don't want to go back to the way that it was under Carter. Or other people like that cat, uh, Reagan's got our back. He's going to make things happen. And as a kid, it worked. And it didn't just work for me. It worked for my dad. My dad lionized Reagan. He thought he was the greatest president since presidents, you know, even got started. Uh, he was the only president that he knew. And, and, and he was this force of nature with this great voice and, 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 and his movies were grand and they were from my dad's time and so he felt like he grew up with the guy and, and he had that wonderful chiseled face that my dad adored and anyways um, oh and there was the opportunity that he could be on Mount Rushmore one day it worked on all of us or a lot of us it worked on me I have to give that but it's funny watching that now, in 2018, and realizing that there is nobody on that commercial that looks like me. There is nobody that shares my complexion. I thought there was a shot of a girl uh, in profile that whose skin tone was a little bit darker, but outside of that, there really isn't anybody that looks like old Hugo. And now you can say, well, you're not their demographic, kiddo. Uh, they, don't need, they didn't need your boat back then. They needed to reach out to specific people. And so, yes, it is a marketing piece, and it worked the way that it was supposed to. But now, 
I've come to realize that I was never, that I was not being included in their vision of America. But here I am. All these years, I stuck around. I became a citizen. And now somebody somewhere does have to uh, cater to, uh, to me as a potential uh, voter. They have to speak to me as somebody who will make a decision, either on a proposition or on a state uh, election or a, a federal election. They need to try to cater to me. And so ads have become savvier or they have, and they have become more sectionalized. I don't know if that's a word, but they are meant to trigger certain things in me. The thing is that unfortunately... Um, I can see past a lot of the uh, the fakeness of it all. Political ads don't do anything for me because I see them for what they are. I don't know where I heard this, but it was something along the lines of don't stand too close to the ballet because if you do, you'll be able to see all the uh, awkwardness of it and it ruins the, the illusion of beauty. I think that's where I'm at with politics. Um, it's part of the reason why sometimes when I watch the, uh, the conventions, um, I roll my eyes at a lot of the speeches where I didn't used to do that. And, and we're not talking a long time ago. Uh, even I was still very, very hopeful during, uh, the DNC con conventions back when, uh, President Obama was first running up. I was there in the moment, loving it. I, have watched Clinton's uh, speeches over and over again. I have watched uh, Obama's speeches over and over again because there's an upswelling of emotion. But I realize what they are now. Nostalgia. Because the new speeches and the, in, in conventions to come, they are likely not to do much for me. I've seen too much uh, in, in weeks like the ones that we've had lately with this confirmation. Uh, strip away all of that hope that I used to have. Now that sounds dire, right? I don't think so. It's just a different level of viewing the, you know, the, the politique. It's, it's a new way of seeing people and talking to people and hearing them out and truly understanding who they are at the core. And also knowing that once in power, they are likely to change. And that is disheartening, but it's also empowering. You can try to do a control for that in your voting, right? It's who is most likely to change and who is most likely to be affected by the abundance of money in our politics. It's, I, I've been talking back and forth with this one account on Twitter, a, a gentleman that's trying to uh, run for office or who is running for office in one of our local districts. And I asked him very plainly if he respected his opponent. And he said no. Well, like, that's curious. There's, and this wasn't part of it. Back and forth, these were the thoughts in my head. But that's curious. Really, there's nothing that you can respect about another human being? Um, let's say the fact that he did get elected in the first place. The fact that he is a worthy opponent. The fact that he's a person who has a family, who has aspirations. No, there's nothing. That says more to me about your character as a person than it does about the individual that you're running against. Really? You have no respect? Now you could say, well, Hugo, you've talked to 
a shitload about other people and say that you know, and you don't like them. Yes, I may not like a lot of politicians. There's a lot of people also that I don't like that are outside of the political realm. That doesn't mean that I can't respect them. Uh, I don't know, Jessica Simpson. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. And uh, she used to get this um, bad rap for being not very bright. And I would hear people wail and complain about, God, God, she is dumb as a rock, right? And then I think about it, and then, but I used to think about, well, yeah, but look how she's got a show. She's got a career. She, uh, she has made a family for herself. You can say a lot of trash about the woman, but she has made something of herself. And she's not asking that I know of, of anybody to pay her bills. I respect that. There's a lot of deplorable people out in the world that are making a go at it. And I may not like the way that they're going about it, but I have to respect their game. So the fact that somebody cannot find something about another individual to respect, I find that there's something lacking then in that person. And it makes it so that I would not ever endorse an individual like that because they are not astute enough to be able to look at the bigger picture which is the fact that you may not like somebody, but you still have to work with them because you still share space in this big world of ours with them. I can't just brush off another individual and say, I have nothing to do with you, because guess what? They share space, they share air, they share resources. Um, they are online, they are at the PTA, they're at the local you know, council meeting, they are in the same park. All of these people that you consider to be the world's worst, they are part of the human race, and we share space with them. And trust me, I know, you know, there are some truly awful people out there. But they are part of the equation, and you need to account for that. I am trying to be hopeful here. I am sitting this morning in America, the day after this confirmation, and thinking, what's the next step? Because that is always a question that you will find for me. Whenever I encounter a problem or whenever I have to tackle something, I'm always thinking, what is the next step? Whenever I make a sale, I always think, what is the next step? Because there's always somewhere else that you need to be. If you have reached the zenith, what's the next one that you're going to conquer? So a lot of you today may be thinking, uh, all is lost. It isn't. We thought that back in uh, in November of last year. A lot of you who, who are lean the way that I lean. But the reality is that there are, there have been fights since then and there are fights and debates that we have won and we will continue to have to defend. There have been candidates who had never had a shot in different places in the country who have made good runs and who have actually won. We will have wins, we will have defeats. That is the ebb and flow of, of life. And so what I'll leave you with today is, because this is going to be a short one, you know, Go on a date, and if you're saying, "Well, I don't have a, a um, you know, I don't have someone," 
bullshit. You have a friend. You have a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, somebody who you've neglected in the past but are important to you. Uh, go on a date. And shit, if you really can't find anybody, go on a date with yourself. If you Don't sit at home and wallow. Don't click refresh, refresh, refresh on Twitter. Go out into the world and take stock in what there is out there for you. Do not be discouraged by mankind. Be encouraged by the fact that you're alive and there are good things that are happening in spite of all of the other stuff that we, that, 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 that we consider as drama around us. If you truly take stock, and I'll say this is specific to the U.S. and to a good portion of our population, we have it pretty darn good. Go out there and take stock of that. Go out there and internalize it. The fact that in spite of our challenges, we still live in a pretty fantastic place. We may not fit the description that Reagan wanted us to fit into back in 84. We may not have that gorgeous, gauzy and glaze, um, you know, put on top of our skin color. But... We're still beautiful in a lot of ways. We are, okay, fuck that. We are beautiful. Whatever your shape, whatever your size, whatever your color, whatever your tone, whether you're tall or short, whether you're big or small, you're beautiful in your own way. Take stock in that. I wrote about this on Twitter yesterday that I was going to spend my day after the, the news came in about uh, the confirmation that I was going to try to make people's day. And you know what I did? I took my wife out for a date. And we had a big old blue cheeseburger that we shared. And we had some terrific garlic fries with some big, tall beers. Uh, we made a waitress smile uh, with her Oktoberfest shirt. We contributed to our local economy because we went to a pub right down the street from us. Uh, in our little downtown here in Monrovia. Uh, I apologize to somebody uh, that I had a run-in with PTA last year because uh, we were in the midst of some big accounting issues and and her numbers and, our, and my numbers weren't uh, meshing and, and we had some words and yesterday for whatever reason we happened to be in the same place and time and, and I got to say, hey, listen, I came off heavy and, and rude perhaps and short and, and I apologize for that. And we had a really great moment there. Uh, and with my kids, I watched the movie late at night and you know chose to fly because I remember that as being like the world's scariest movie. And, and I saw that with my oldest and at the end of it, he's like, eh, it was all right. And I, I, I could have been mad because he didn't see the same genius uh, that, that I saw and, and, and because fucking Jeff Goldblum's the, the man when it comes to, to being weird. Uh, but you know what? I let it go. It's not his kind of movie. That's all right. We'll find something else that we can find a common bond with. That's my job as a dad. I hugged my chickens. I gave uh, lettuce to my uh, turtle and took a thousand photos of, of it eating it. I stepped outside and looked at the mountains right in front of me and thought how beautiful they are now that the weather's changing. And I truly enjoyed the chill of 
this Southern California fall for, you know, it's all relative, you know, it's still 80 degrees outside, but it feels chilly because it's, there, there's a bit of a haze down here in our foothills, and I enjoyed it. I posted a, a black image on my Instagram page. I'm, and I did it for myself. I didn't put a caption on it. Uh, it was just an image of a black square. It's a marker for me of the bad news that I that we got yesterday. At least people that lean the way that I do got. It's a marker. That's it. And people read into it whatever they wanted wanted to read into it. And for the most part, most messages were positive. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say this. Nobody sent me a rude message. I'm not that popular yet, I guess. But that's all it is. It's a marker. This morning, I posted a photo of my tur of my tortoise uh, eating salad <laughs> with his tongue sticking out. Cutest thing for me. And guess what? Immediately, I, I saw that I was giving joy to others because they liked my tortoise and they liked my stories. And um, I may not be able to affect what happens up in Washington uh, necessarily. Uh, again, I don't think that we have a system of the people, by the people, for the people. Uh, we will if we can ever figure out a way to get the money out of the politics. But until we do that, I, I, these people are not beholden to you and I. No matter what your political leanings are, they are not our representatives. I'm sorry, they're not. But I can affect the people around me. I can I have some control of what my attitude is to the world. And I, and I am going to falter. I am not always going to be perfect. But I am trying to bring as much light to other people's lives as I can. I am trying to make my own version of ideal. And in my version, it includes black it includes white, it includes Asian, it includes gay, it includes people who don't necessarily feel the way that I do, but we can still sit together over a cup of coffee or a beer and still find places in common that, 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 we, that we can laugh and, and commiserate in. Dumb or smart, I don't care. I love you. Peace.